Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey, 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 again, this is Gabrielle, and today we are talking to Jennifer Murph, and Jennifer is the co-founder of an organization called Millennials for Marriage. Millennials for Marriage was founded by Jen and her husband, Justin, to really advocate for the power and the impact that marriage can have in the millennial life. Jen, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you are an incredible friend of mine. I've known you and your husband for years, and your journey has been so encouraging for myself and even my husband. As as you know, we got married last November, so we're still fairly in the, the newlywed scenario. And when we started even talking about marriage, many of our friends were thinking, are you, are you crazy? I mean, what's, what's wrong with you that you're 26, 27 years old? And you would want to get married, but your work with Millennials for Marriage says the opposite. So in your opinion, Jen, why should millennials get married? Well, I think I've said this before, you know, uh, millennials believe that marriage is um, the capstone to their life. They believe that uh, success will not um, flourish outside of a marriage. Um, that they won't have the freedom to create, to do, to be. Um, But I believe the very opposite. I believe that marriage is the cornerstone to success. And, you know, personally in my own life, you know, uh, not only am I married, um, I have four children under the age of seven, and I'm about to graduate with my doctorate. I can promise you the lens that I have on, the lens that I see through is much different than the single millennial who um, their struggle with time is, do I go to Starbucks or do I go to Panera Bread to do my work, my free time? Like the things that um, being married or having a family while um, being in business, it puts you, it gives you a different perspective. Um, And so actually men uh, and women who are married actually do better financially and they climb the corporate ladder quicker. Yeah, I think it's so interesting interesting. to think about why millennials are so anti-marriage. Part of it is because so many of us have had parents who are divorced. Uh, Many of our parents divorced when we were young, but many of them waited till we left the house, which is, you know, in my case, my parents divorced the first year I was in college. And that's tainted the view of many in our generation when it comes to what it takes to create a successful marriage. But in your opinion, what are the other factors that millennials are saying, no, marriage, it can't be for me, at least not right now? Yeah, you know, millennials are not saying that they're going to abandon it completely. They're saying that we're going to delay it. Um, the truth is, is that um, millennials are stacked with debt. Uh, the average millennial are coming out of university with at least $26,000 from their undergraduate. And many are going on to graduate programs simply because of the lack of job opportunities. And so here they are, um, very well educated, working a Starbucks barista job to try to make ends meet. And they just don't feel financially equipped for marriage. 
So they're trying to side hustle and work, which I get it completely because their, their student loans are not going to get paid on their own. And so they're feeling, you know, something I just need to put marriage, the thought of family aside for a season to focus on my, my career to pay off the student loans so that I could be educated like my boomer parents said I have to be. So do you think so do you more think- millennial men are afraid of being married or millennial women are terrified of marriage? You know, I, I'm sure it's both. I think that they both want it. Um, you know, cohabiting is very popular with millennials. And many times young women are deciding, you know, if we call it in sociology, sliding versus deciding. And it starts off, you know, you're, you're hanging out a little bit, you know, you, you have a great time, you go on a few dates, you stay the night at each other's house here and there. And you just realize, you know, it'd be a lot cheaper if we just lived in, you know, we're live together. We're at the, with each other all the time anyway. So let's just go ahead and move in together. And that's great and all, but they, they fail to communicate um, where their future's going and if they even have a future together. So they put themselves in a situation where they're locked down with, you know, maybe in a, a mutual um, rent agreement. Uh, they maybe get on the same AT&T phone bill um, they, they begin to develop friendships that are the same and they began to build an emotional kind of social, uh, connection that is very difficult to get out of even when there's mistakes, um, or, or even abuse. There's lots of things that go, go into it. And so millennials, um, they're kind of wanting to test the waters of marriage, but I can assure you that cohabiting is not the same as marriage. Um, depression is higher with cohabiting couples. Anxiety is higher with cohabiting couples. Um, they usually do worse in their career. Um, there is no certainties when you're in a cohabiting relationship, but millennials are wanting, they feel like testing the waters is the best thing. You know, you think of, um, you look at advertising today. You know, we'll send it to you for free. 99 days, no money, but, you know, they'll, they'll do all that. And they look at relationships that way. And that's not healthy in um, a romantic um, covenant type of relationship that, that was designed for us to flourish in. I think that that's hilarious that you you just compared cohabiting together as, as basically renting a husband or renting a wife and, and seeing, you know, if you don't like it, you can return it. And as a generation, we have, we've bought it. We've bought the infomercial that just living together and trying this whole marriage thing out is better in the long run. It's going to protect our hearts and protect our pocketbooks. But in reality, and you said it so well, is that the emotional side of what that leads to is is not the the great odds that you think that it is. It's really broken, in fact. So for those young couples who are, you know, two years dating, three years dating, five years dating, and they talk about marriage, but but not in a serious way. What would you say to them to argue for and advocate for the need to get married? 
You know, I think that couples today, they're just not communicating about it. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, maybe the, the lady, the female in the relationship, she doesn't want to be pushy. And the man thinks, you know, something, especially if you're in a cohabiting relationship, you know, the man is like, I have, this is a great kind of, this works out great. My rent gets paid. I, I haven't, you know, uh, I get sex. I, um, she's a good friend or whatever. She and makes food. It's great. <laughs> I get dinner every night. And right. my toilet cleaning. Um, you know, and I don't think that couples are just taking the time to really discuss, have an intentional conversation about what their future looks like. You know, these are things that are important for couples. You need to, before you get married or before you get in a relationship, that you think, you know, if, if you want it to go somewhere, you need to ask questions such as, do you want to be married? Um, what about faith? How does that play a role? Do you want children? Um, you know, is your job going to take you away for periods of time? Are you okay with that? These are discussions that millennials need to have with their, um, with their, their boyfriend or girlfriend, um, before they even get engaged. And it's not that you're being pushy. I think it's so funny that couples can jump in bed and have sex together and rush into that, but they think it's it's too forward to talk about marriage. And that is something that you just have to be okay with. You need to talk about real issues because that's, you know, the issues that you bring into your marriage while you're dating, it's not gonna go away once you get engaged or once you get married. So you need to really talk about those issues so that uh, everything come to the surface. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And it's such a good point, though, that we we put off those discussions of marriage because we think, I don't want to be clingy. I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to you know, be the one who's thinking, you know, are we going to have the define the relationship talk? And in my own experience, I... I never had that moment with Brian where I was nervous thinking, does he like me? You know, like check yes or check no. Like, was there that nervousness of, you know, I hope that he feels the same way because we overly communicated from the beginning. And part of that was because we were living far apart. He was in in Florida when I was in Washington, D.C., but that was also because we made it a point to talk every single day and talk through things every single day. So there wasn't that anxiety about what our status actually was. So for those individuals who are looking for help and want guidance and maybe even want some tips for how to bring up those conversations, what are some resources that you suggest that young couples and, and young hopefuls should check out? Well, please check out our podcast. We have lots of resources and experts in these fields. Everything from talking about sexuality, um, libido, uh, communication, um, even social issues that we discuss. It's pretty uh, – experts from around the country are going to be um, on our podcast series. Um, the second thing is, um, you know, the marriage uh, – the Na National Marriage Project has some really great – uh, things to, to offer as well. Um, there's also a website called Better Than a Honeymoon. And uh, she is actually, she works very closely with this. Her name's Jessica McNeese. And, uh, excuse me, McLeese. And she's actually a, a sex therapist. And, you know, 
many couples deal with issues with, uh, with sex. Uh, but nine times out of ten, those issues are the foundation is a communication issue. She has many resources. Uh, please check her out. She's fantastic. Thank you so much Thank for you so much sharing for that with us. And so we're just about time, and I'm going to ask my final question that I ask all of my guests. But, uh, Jen, if the 12-year-old version of you uh, were to meet you today, uh, see that you have four beautiful children under the age of seven, and you have just become Dr. Jen Murph, what would you think about who you are and what you're doing? I don't think I would have believed it. I don't think I believe I came from a very, very working blue collar family in South Louisiana where education was, was important, but not a priority. Um, my family's really great at working with their hands. They can build anything. I don't think I could build something with Legos. God's gifted me much differently. And, and you know, my mind works differently. Um, but I, I would, uh, I think I would be excited to see that, um, possibly I could be used to help transform society and bring a new narrative to uh, the marriage discussion here in the United States and abroad. Thank you so much for joining us, Jen. And I just want to acknowledge you for your willingness to be a voice and to bring to the forefront something so important and so pivotal, such as marriage and to communicate it in a way that is winsome and uh, beautiful and really creative. And I just want to encourage all the listeners to check out Millennials for Marriage and, and their podcast, The Hitch Fix, is an amazing resource for young couples and young hopefuls to look forward to what a life of marriage really should be. So Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. 